Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dana Khan. We have Adriana with us tonight as well. Hey guys, how's everybody doing? Uh, better, better alive than <laughs> than dead, I guess. I mean, listen, you know, sometimes, you know, we're always laughing before the pod. Sometimes you got to tell a real story before the pod comes on. I don't know. <laughs> Instantly laugh right out. Mike doesn't care if you're if you're ready for, you know, a sad story or a happy story. Got to deal Bring with it. Bring it on. Yeah. You know, we've all we're all Giants fans here. We're all we're all familiar with sad stories, <laughs> um, at least in the last 10 years. Some happy ones before that occasionally. Yeah. Um, what's new with you guys? I went to the Bronx Zoo today. It was pretty sweet. Nice. Had like some. Uh, animatronic dinosaurs and stuff so that was cool i'm down uh, yeah it's like a little dino safari oh the daughter loved it and then you know we saw the uh elephants and tigers and all kinds of bears on my animals bears yeah i saw a couple bears see the gorillas dingo gorilla yeah yeah yeah. tiny monkey flamingo the flamingo was a big hit i i hope the dingo didn't eat your baby uh baby is still intact in fact in fact, in fact, in fact. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I golfed today, and by, I use that term loosely. Um, it was uh, Ridgefield, Connecticut, and uh, I've been – this is my third or fourth time this year going, which is the most consistent I've been, and, and it was still awful. I had a good time, though. <laughs> um, you know, it was a beautiful stuff. day to be outside either way. I mean, whatever. And I wasn't working, yeah. so I, I left. I left working at that, you know, one thirty. So that was great. Not working's good, Dan. You're back in uh, back in the homestead. I see. Back in Jersey, you know, received a warm welcome when we got home on Saturday. The whole town was in, you know, Main Street applauding my return. Um, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, it's it's been <laughs> it's been good to be home. I guess. <laughs> uh, I, the bed I slept on on vacation was unforgiving, and so my, my back is slowly recuperating. Oh, was um, it too soft? You know what? I, it was too firm. I usually like a firm mattress, but oh. but this one, I think in conjunction with like a super hard pillow, just threw me out of whack. These these bones aren't what they used to be, my man. The They're, older you get, the harder it is to like go somewhere else, and it's not your bed. It's, it's just insane. like just to start yeah. falling into little pieces. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I think I realized that I was like, wow, I, I feel like I'm getting old now. I was in New Jersey for the weekend at my parents' house watching my parents' dog. It was a nightmare. But um, <laughs> I was sleeping in their bed and I, I literally brought my own pillow from home because I was like, I the bed is one thing, but I, I have yeah, to yeah. bring my own pillow now. Like this, this is who I am. I travel yeah. with my pillow. That's it's smart. Important. That's it's important. It's important. Uh, as it usual, helps. guys, please follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow us at BBU Pod Boys with a Z. Uh, Pigskin Podnet at the Pigskin Podnet on Twitter. Uh, don't forget to download that DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. You can follow Adriana too here at NYG Fangirl on Twitter as well. And our sponsor this week is Drink Drinksmith. Drinksmith. Get drinksmith.com right here, guys. So we all have our uh, little. If you're watching on the street YouTube here, we all have our individual bottles. I got the strawberry mojito. Adriana has the rum punch. Colin, you got gin cucumber. Dan, yeah. you got the ginger drop. Ginger drop, baby. So this is a cool little product. Um, they'll ship these right to your door. You can buy them in packages. It's all. It's a basically pre-made mixed drinks using really high quality fresh ingredients, and they actually like have it separated. So the spirit is on top, the mixer's in the bottom. So you just twist it. Twist it. 
somebody else it's a really interesting uh it's a good design idea i feel like um the plastic is is very high quality like this seems like a bottle i want to keep for some strange reason Mm. like it it doesn't seem cheap it's a little yeah it's a little more durable yeah it's trying to be like a it's it's making me feel like i'm pretty weak well (laughs) the problem is is, you you don't need to twist it too hard after pouring the first in you think you have to like crack it you don't really need to crack it Mm. it just no you just twist it literally a little bit and then re-pour it all right, all right, and then I'm gonna pour it in this. Oh, thing. that's a cool contraption, you man! See right? this nice glass I have here to the Taze Bar and Grill. And it's it's you know it's not like a full super big glass of. I mean, it's a mixed drink, so obviously it's not gonna be huge anyway. But I did Cheers, guys. back, and it says it's there's two servings in it, which is great. Two servings, excellent. Sixteen. Yes. This one is sixteen percent. Sixteen. Yeah, that's tasty. Oh yeah, Ooh. that's my you know what's nice? strong. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what's nice Ooh, about that maybe. is that a lot of these kind of pre-made sort of not 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 necessarily pre-made because this is you know you kind of pre-make it yourself and separate it. But a lot of those like cocktails you buy are not strong, but this is yeah. good. It has some yeah. bite to it. It's not it, overly sweet. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely nice. I, I say that this uh, it too. it's good. This ginger drop is is quite refreshing, and and you can really tell that they you know when they say they use fresh ginger and fresh lemon juice, like mm-hmm. you can taste you it. can tell. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's awesome. I wish this was a way bigger bottle than it is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, I, I'd say it, it tastes like a drink that you would make, TJ, but um, it's just not strong enough from your, your drinks usually. But that's, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. That's Those are, I make them for you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah but I feel uh, like they'd be made... really good um, in a blender with some ice yeah. mixed Ooh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little frozen frozen version. Mm. I'm for that it. That would be really good. Yeah, I mean, uh, as someone who's made a lot of mojitos in their life, uh, this one's good. I'm into I'm, it. I, I'm definitely into it, too. This is good. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right, guys, make sure you check it out. Drinksmith.com. Um, they got a bunch of cool stuff. This is just four of the different uh, flavors they have. They have, a, I think, you know, three, four times as many. I saw, like, a cool blackberry one. Um, they got some margarita stuff on there, too, spicy margarita, which was, looked cool. Nice. Um, check it out. They'll ship it right to your door. Um, comes with a nice pack, so keep it cool and fresh. Check it out, drinksmith.com. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, I wanted to. In, uh, yeah. yeah, go, Dan. Go, go. Oh, yeah. If you were going to do it, I just wanted to, to shout out last week's pod. Again, uh, we had Jason Reed from ESPN on, and we, we talked about his book, Rise of the Black Quarterback, uh, and what it means for America. Uh, we basically had a sort of free ranging, long conversation about uh, black quarterbacks and black athletes in general in the NFL and sort of where they've come from and, and where they are now and, and what it means to. The NFL, the sport, and and also you know American culture at a greater, um, a greater level. Anyway, I'm just raising it to say that it was um, probably the, some of the best content we've ever had, and Absolutely. one of the more worthwhile listens. Um, and it's ever an evergreen pod, so you don't have to listen to it this week or next week. Um, but definitely check it out. Um, and just wanted to thank Jason again because he was he was a really great guest to have. Oh, yeah, what a great guy too. I mean, it was such an easy like just flowing conversation i mean i i he i mean he went off we gave him good questions too i mean he was able to do a lot with uh what we were throwing at him so yeah it was a good time you know very very well i loved him before we interviewed him. i was like is there anything that you know you want to say he's like just, just ask whatever you want let's do it <laughs> yeah i'm a <laughs> writer right I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have an opinion yeah. about something so <laughs> i know he was great um, i was really happy to have him on um right on um before we jump into the game Adriana has been down in Jersey putting in all kinds of work, training camp, fan fest. 
I saw you met Joe Shane. Can you tell us, you know, some how of, handsome some of the is he in real life? Yeah, some oh. of the highlights. <laughs> I, I was like, wow, he is very good looking. Wow. That's what I say every time I see him. Yeah. Is and, tall? you know, he Gotta is. Be. Yeah, At but not that feet. tall. Like, I'm 5'4. He's probably, yeah, probably like 5'11, I think. Oh, okay. Maybe. Um, but he was great. So, I was lucky enough to get two days of VIP tickets for training camp. And when you get VIP, aside from being cooler than everyone else, you get better (laughs) access, obviously. So um, there's two different sides of where you can stand and the players walk right through the middle. So if you have one wristband, you get to stay on one side. And if you have friends and family wristband, you get to go on both sides. But Mm. if you're on the friends and family side, which maybe I'll be lucky enough to get next year. Some of the players actually walk right through there, which is pretty cool. But basically they walk right through um, between both sides and go out onto the field. So I had a really good view of a lot of the players coming out and I still will never get over how big Evan Neal is. Like we knew how big he was going in, but to see him in person, he's a monster. He is absolutely huge. So um, I know he was having a pretty good camp so far. He's still working on some things, but I'm not worried about him in the slightest, and I'm really excited about him. Um, but it it was really fun to be there in person. I loved it. I would say if people were considering going to training camp next year, definitely get the tickets. You are in bleachers covered, so even though it was 95 degrees and humid every day, at least you're not out in the scorching sun. And they had like water bottles and refill stations and stuff for kids, all that kind of stuff. So it was great. Um, I loved Fan Fest. That was a lot of fun. So this is where I got to meet Joe Shane. So I don't want to blow up my spot as to where I went after, but um, Julian Love was one of the first guys that came out. He was so nice. And this was my first time ever going over there. So it was kind of a little like, I don't want to be, you know, like jumping and screaming at these guys. So Julian starts walking over and I was just like, Hey, Julian, like, would you mind taking a picture? And he was like, sure, no problem. Came right over. Nicest person in the world. Um, so we waited for a lot of players. Jones came out. He signed every single person's autograph. He was amazing. Went down the whole line, kids, adults, everything. He was great. A lot of the guys who came out were really awesome. Like Leonard Williams and Wandale Robinson came out. They were high-fiving people. Um, Tyrod Taylor came out. He didn't do autographs, but he walked right by. And then at the end, it pretty much ended with Dable and Shane and they came over and same thing. And I said to Shane, cause he came right up against the fence and I was like, Oh my God, what do I say to him? There's so many things I could say. <laughs> um, but I was just, I think he signed my Jersey or something. Um, Were you just like, Gettleman sucks, right? Yeah. He sucks. <laughs> I was like, oh, don't blow it. What am I going to say? <laughs> you know what? I go to Cape Cod a lot and I am waiting for the day that I run into Gettleman. I'm just, I always pack my Giants hat and I'm on the beach, like literally yeah. looking for him. Yeah. Like I am going to blow up his spot so bad if I see him. I think you got to look on the, the, the bay side. I don't think he's making it down to the, to the ocean side on those dunes. He, can, he no. can't traverse that terrain. Oh, absolutely yeah. not. He yeah. just fall down. <laughs> Roll down. Yeah. <laughs> can we can we bring up that article today that I that I sent you guys where uh, the Broncos in 2018 oh, yeah. wanted were calling to trade up to number two to get Sam Darnold. Um, they were picking five, by the way, and Gettleman wouldn't even answer the phone. And the first thing I asked Dan was, "What are the odds that you get Saquon Barkley at number five instead of number two? And and I think we all were just saying, 
hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yep. Plus another first round pick. Yeah. Right. Just you know, not that we should have picked Saquon in anyway, but it just goes to show you how futile this whole effort was over yep. the last few years. And that's yeah. such a great example of getting the guy that you wanted and not, you know, even entertaining the idea of picking up draft capital in yeah. the process. Well, and you Gross. think about that and then you look at how our first round went this year and it's just not even comparable. Yeah. Like we got the two best guys in the draft for our team, especially at both of our picks. Yeah. And he was not even willing to entertain it. I mean, that's just unreal. It's insane. insane that him for that that second first round pick, though. Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, it's insane that that you know information which we already sort of knew prior to this, just being raised again, makes me just as angry today as it as it did four years ago. Um, Same. Just furious. Hate that guy's guts. Yeah. (laughs) Even the whole Kenny Galladay thing. I mean, (laughs) I have not. And I, I was arguing with someone because someone, another Giants fan said to me, the only reason people are so upset about Galladay and calling him lazy is because Carl Banks said it during the broadcast of the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, anyone who's paid the slightest bit of attention during yeah. camp has heard all of the reports that have come out that basically said that he's been useless. So Carl Banks adding fuel to the fire has nothing to do with everything that he's done up until this point. It, it just, it proves. And I mean, I, I time and time again, we've been talking about this, especially in the last couple of years, the divide in the fan base is just so insane at this point. And unfortunately mm-hmm. it all comes back to, how ownership has kind of gotten us to this point, but we're all, we're all like eating at each other because of it. And it's, it, you have these people that are, and you know, and I, as you know, the three out of four of us know, uh, going back many years, I was very blind to the reality of the giants for a long time. And I have since, uh, I've, I've We've opened has, your eyes. Well, I, no, no, you were, sl- you were slipping back into it. <laughs> When the no. new regime took over, no. but no, absolutely but then, not. Then, then you watch some training camp, and you're like, "Oh, okay, wait." No, there's no, no, there's hope, <laughs> and then there's like a positive feel with it back in my mind and deep down, knowing that it's very possible we're gonna absolutely suck, and that's okay because you got to start from, you know, well, well let, 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 let's jump into the game. I know we mentioned yeah. Galde real quick, but what, wait, what wait, was wait. your what was your? Okay, I wanted to wait. I wanted to ask Adriana uh, a couple more questions about training camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah do it. Oh, yeah. So you you said you're you know up close and personal with a lot of, of the players, whether or not you get to speak to them, but you get to see them and get a sense for how they are. I imagine you see some of like you know them you know, on the sidelines, like however they interact with each other. And you were there for the the sort of infamous fight that went down. When was that? Was that Friday or I don't know? No, well, it couldn't be Friday. But I um, think it was on a Monday or Tuesday. Okay, I think because yeah. I was yeah. there both of those days. Um, before I talk about that, I do want to say that I did, I did get to tell Shane, I told him that he killed it in the draft and I was very impressed with his picks. And he was nice. like, Oh, thank you. I'm glad you think that. I, was like, well, <laughs> I, I hope it works out. Yeah. <laughs> you, can watch, you can watch video of my reaction on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. yeah right? <laughs> Imagine he watches this. <laughs> oh my God. I would die. Um, but yeah. So the fight it seems like it came out of nowhere because the problem with camp 
is that you look away for one second and you missed it. So I saw Saquon running that ball, but I didn't see him lower his shoulder into Robinson. So I see him running. I turn and look the other way, whatever. Another player two goes by. And then the next thing I know, I see Feliciano on the floor. There's like guys running in from both sides. Like it totally cleared the bench. Bobby Johnson is grabbing one of the other coaches by the collars. I thought that he was going to take a swing at him. And then I see someone, I think it must have been Tay Crowder, because then I read the reports later. Here's the other problem. The offense and defense are both wearing the same numbers. So with some of the newer guys, I'm like, I see 46. I'm like, oh, that's Bellinger. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's not Bellinger. So... I read later and I think it was Crowder, but he, I see someone just literally punch someone in the head. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening here? Well, and then before I know it, literally everyone was on top of each other. Dable's like running to get in the middle and yeah. pull, push people away. It was wild. Well, this, we've talked about this many times and in the article about the fight, they said it as well. These players like to punch helmets for some reason. Like they, they just start swinging at very hard helmet heads and they think that's going to do something i know it's the heat of the moment and that's what ends up happening but like come on what, what, what are you going to get out of this you're going to punch a, a metal face mask or a hard plastic helmet you're going to break your hand that's stupid but I that's know. i was worried that someone was going to walk away with some sort of issue and like feliciano getting dragged out i was like oh this is this is what we need. Our like one and only center <laughs> who is an official starter yeah. is going to get injured during camp. That I was, mean, that's great. I know it's it's hot out and they're 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 playing against each other all day every day and they're going to get heated. But like, I somehow and obviously I, I have no idea what's actually going on behind the scenes. There might be guys that do not like each other on this team. We don't know. Don't know. We don't know. It the happens every flashes. training camp. Absolutely. You know. I also had one one last question. Um, I've been sort of tracking the relationship between Wandell Robinson and Kadarius Tony. I'm not sure if Tony was there the days you were, but um, the Giants media page seems to like trying to Play start up. a little bromance going on. Did you did yeah. you see any uh, wide receiver interactions? Any camaraderie uh, forming there? I saw a lot of them practicing together. Um, I did. I saw that video too. And then I kind of thought back on it and was like, were they spending a lot of time together? Were they practicing? (laughs) Um, I was the real answers we need. I know. I feel like the biggest thing I saw was Saquon is really enthusiastic and hypes everyone up. Nice. Like I noticed that Gary Brightwell was getting a lot of reps during practice. Yep. And I thought that was interesting. So we didn't see him a lot last year. Right. And I really mm-hmm. liked him last year and thought that what I saw from him, maybe we would see him more. So I'm yep. glad that these guys value him, but Saquon, every time he would have a good run, he'd be running like he calls him GB and be like, great run, GB, like, good job, always motivating him. So I thought that was really nice. Um, I think I one of the days that I was there too, Eli was there. So I got to see him and Jones kind of connect as they were walking off, which I think was great, too. So do you would you say that for Dan that Saquon Barkley is a really good locker room presence? For I was team? I was going to say that you bum you. you <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. I think yeah. that he's yeah. I would say between him and Jones, because I feel like he, they're the two longest tenured players there yeah. um, besides <laughs> Chef. But yeah, would you say he's the highest drafted locker room guy in the history of the NFL? <laughs> Cause I probably would. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. 
Uh, I think he also feels like he has so much to prove. I mean, I think he's always had that leadership thing, but I think he's kind of like, I need to prove that I'm a good player, but like outside of that, I need to prove why I should be here. And that involves being a leader and a captain and all of that other. And I love that. Like if if he didn't do that, he'd be so behind the eight ball and it'd be like one foot off the team at that point. He, he wants to stick around. If he's going to get another contract, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it's not, not. With us, but yeah, yeah. but it, but he's he's playing as if to try to stay here because he doesn't want to go anywhere else. That's that's yeah. clear. We'll see. Football fans, join the next generation of fantasy football with Rainmakers Football, their first ever NFT fantasy game from DraftKings. It's the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. Now you can play all season for millions in prizes by building the ultimate NFT franchise. Right now, everyone can get their first full roster starter pack for free. Playing Rainmakers is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player card NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on DraftKings Marketplace. Craft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more. Just like daily fantasy football. Build your NFT franchise and enter free Rainmakers Football contests all season long to complete for millions in prizes. The next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code TPPN. Click Rainmakers tile and opt in to get your first card for free. Plus, play millions in prizes all season long while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers Football. That's promo code TPPN. Build, play, win, only at DraftKings. Contest entries dependent on type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. See what happens. Uh, And we'll get more to Saquon, too. Let's jump into the game. Um, You know, let's just get overall thoughts, guys. Colin, what did you feel about the game? What did you like? What didn't you like? We can go from there. Um, Well, I was actually – I was talking to my dad about it the other day as as we did our usual – you know, post game breakdown as father and son uh, tend to do. And uh, I think my favorite part about it, and you know, there's, there's plenty of negatives to come out, but it's the first preseason game. It's going to be sloppy, whatever, but love the running back play all around. Very direct, very no BS get down, you know, North, South, run people over and i you know, feel like we've been seeing a lot of dancing in the last couple of years yeah you know saquon was hitting the hole and my man i want to buy a jersey for my man gary brightwell you would think he was invading ukraine the way he was rushing out there <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I you know but, I, but what what that comes to me comes back to me is the o-line really looked improved yeah. in this game mm-hmm. yeah. and i've heard they've had some struggles at practice we've had some injuries with the mew and, and but you know brendison came in and really stepped up from yeah. what we saw and honestly, it just looked like all the running backs were getting holes. Saquon was hitting the hole. Yeah. They were putting him in spots. They were calling runs that were good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that was the most impressive thing to me, was really the offensive line. I think really in the trenches on both sides of the ball, the Giants looked vastly improved. I realize it's a small sample size so far. But just in from what we've seen real quickly with the first team, I mean, Jones had more time to throw than he's ever had. The pocket and, existed mm-hmm. yeah, for a while. Yeah, the pocket existed. The pocket existed. I mean, do you want to do you want to touch on Jones? I mean, six for 10, 69 yards. I I mean, I don't think he really did anything to to show us anything, but he didn't no. really do anything to hurt himself either. 
Well, uh, Adrian, what do you mean, think about Jones in this game? Yeah, I think uh, so. I saw a stat from Patty Trena that posted that PFF said he had an average of 2.47 seconds to throw, which is probably the most he's had in the last three years Guaranteed. or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw some graphic that showed how much space he had. I was like, wow, this must be nice. Um, I feel the same way. I think at this point, so many people are hit or miss on Jones. And if he threw one interception, like that would be it. Everyone would be like, put Tyrod in, we're done with Jones, whatever. And I kind of just felt like he seemed like he was in control. I think he felt a little more confident than maybe he's felt during practice in the offense. Um, And I just felt like overall he, he was okay. He was not great, not bad. And I think if every week he can get a little bit better, then I'll feel much better about him. I wish Galladay would have caught that last ball, which was totally oh. catchable. Um, I think, I, I think you know, even though the TD didn't happen, I think everyone would have felt better if it yeah. did. And you might have feel that it, it did happen. But, I mean, if you want to compare Jones to Tyrod, um, I don't know. Well, they, Tyrod – They're, they're kind of similar. You know? Yes, but but those, those extra plays that are not spectacular plays, but Tyrod was able to figure out that – Second, third read for that first yeah. down that maybe not have would have existed um, if you know. Well, I don't know if Jones would have seen it or if he would have first the uh, um, forced the first pass or the first read, um, which he tends to do from time to time. Um, he just seemed to get that like, all right, let me get out of the pocket a little bit and then dink and dunk. And you know it was scared me. What scared me was when Jones was in that play action pass to Jeremiah Hall. I forget it was on the first or second drive. He just missed him, like yeah. behind, over yeah. his head. You know, I didn't see Tyrod Taylor make a throw like that. And this is to a, a guy who's wide open. Mm. When you see things like that, I it, it, it gets me worried to a degree. Yeah. My, my question to you guys, as always, is uh, for, from now until proven otherwise, is, is not so much what, what is Tyrod better at. It's it's what is what can Daniel Jones do better than, than Tyrod Taylor? Like what area he, is, he's, is he better he, He's probably faster than him as a runner. Yeah, but but I don't like I don't want to see Jones just running I going I know, to the scramble I know. right saying. away. I think I think that also don't maybe know. Jones is faster, but Tyrod can probably move the pocket around better, just you know, from the fact that he has more experience. You know, we did see Jones bootleg out a couple times with varying degrees of success, but to me, I mean that the sample size was larger for Tyrod during this game than it was for Jones, but I can't necessarily say that Daniel Jones it's going to be a better option for this offense than Tyrod Taylor at this point. But, you know, I think Adrian is right too. Um, It's early. I think there's a lot of time to stack good, stack more good days as, as Dave likes to say, you know, but I don't know where this team's going to go at quarterback. And and I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a QB competition. You know, no one's ever said that, but (laughs) I mean, officially it's not, but the fact that, (laughs) But you see a way that we're, we might get there sooner than later um, is a pretty. Well, I mean, for, for one thing, I mean, I, I don't know if you want to read too much into it, but at halftime when Shane was uh, doing a little bit of an interview with uh, Carl Banks and your boy yeah. Bob Popper, um, he. That was so nice that they did the broadcast too. Uh, I yeah, loved they, having that. Yeah, I wish we could do that. Always, the forever. Forever. Game. I love yeah, them game. all the time. They should do all yeah. giant games forever, but um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, what I thought was interesting was 
And I don't know if he meant to do it or if he didn't, but when he was asked about uh, players that were carried over from the last regime and what you can build on going forward as the core, he mentioned Saquon, um, I think Blake Martinez, and um, you know a couple of other players here and there, and he did not say Jones. He outright didn't say his name. And I, I remember that, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. Um, it, you know, he could have meant it. That, that could have been like a, hey, Daniel, if you're going to hear this eventually, just know that we are not fully in your camp. You need to prove that you are worthy of keeping around. And here's your your audition, basically. That's particularly interesting because, you know, Saquon is on his last year of his deal and Jones is on his last year of his deal. So you can't really make uh, an assumption that he was saying that Jones won't be under contract next year. Because if he mentioned Saquon, Saquon's not under contract next year either. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and that, there's been so much talk, too, about how – Shane and uh, Dable coming from Buffalo that they don't pay for running backs either, that they're mm. never going to put the type of money that Saquon's going to want for a running back deal. And when you look at all of the guys that we've seen so far, I mean, even someone like Joshuan Corbin looks pretty good as a running back. Does. Do we really need when we have, when we have a decent run game right now and we have a couple guys that we could put in there to work with the scheme why, in theory, would they pay whatever Saquon's going to want it. for a long-term deal? Well, I think they're hoping that he's going to be a running back slash wide receiver straight up, which probably screws his chances of getting a big contract or maybe doesn't. I think the opposite. What... Isn't he ah. like the D- he's like the other flip of Debo Samuel if he ends up catching a lot of balls? So, I mean, would that be a possibility though? Is that is he more running back than wide receiver, or does he go more wide receiver than running back? That's the I question. think if he if he if he catches a lot of balls, it's going to be very good for his pocket next year. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that the Giants could necessarily splurge if he's going to take, you know, more of that all around weapon role. Yeah, I don't know, like a lot of players, you know. Who have who have really been able to do everything out of the backfield? Like maybe he has a skill set for, just hasn't stayed healthy. I think he just yeah. has to stay healthy because yeah. he looks healthy. He looks like yeah. he is running physically with authority. The, so the burst is back a bit, at least yeah. as from what we've seen. I mean, whether or not it's it's for the Giants or for somebody else, if he stays healthy, he he probably looking at a good payday for himself next year. Yeah. You'd have to imagine anyway. Someone will pay. But I mean, I don't like when you look at all the running backs and everybody went. I mean, you know, six point eight yards for Bright for Antonio Williams, five point seven to carry for for Brightwell, Corbin. You know, he only had four yards to carry, but you know, Even he, was, he looks more of like a third, third yeah. round, yeah, Curse third down are. back catching balls. Yeah, Platzgummer. <laughs> I hate three plays. He got the last. That I just like no, that was funny. Those plays. It though. was funny because uh, Dayball was like, yeah, you know, we, it, it was like a, like a pee wee game. He's like, yeah, everyone made the trip. We just wanted to give everybody a chance to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. I love. Hey, that. if he's given the opportunity, let him let him do something with it. Who, who cares? It's fun, it's fun to watch, at least in the preseason. Yeah. Um, wide receivers, guys. Anybody impress you? I mean, we talked about Kenny. Really, I mean, we could mention like ass. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he does look like ass. I mean, besides the fumble uh, from Colin Johnson, I think he had a great game. I agree. Him and Richie James, I think, are gonna fight it out for Slayton's spot. Yeah, maybe even Galladay's at this point. I mean, well, but with Galladay's he... contract, I can't see they're they have to play him. They have no choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's scary. Like trade him to the not, Packers. They should. You know, they, they should, should. If they could get anything for him, I think they should because that oh, contract he, sucks. I mean, he'd, he'd love to go to the Packers too and try to like attempt to stick it to the Lions twice a year, but he wouldn't. It he just wouldn't doesn't. Go there. 
No, he wouldn't actually stick it to the Lions. He would just suck out there. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think Aaron Rodgers could probably make him pretty good. <laughs> Not if you're lazy and you don't have any separation from cornerbacks. It's jump balls. Ah. I just don't think he fits in with what this team is trying to do. And when you looked at the play no. selection from the offense, it was a lot of quick stuff to build Jones's confidence. Stuff yeah. behind the line. I particularly love that one screen to Slayton because mm-hmm. Evan Neal was running his tail yeah. off. At you know, Adriana just described how huge he was. He was halfway down the field pushing dudes around. I love that. It was my favorite yeah. play of the whole game. Yeah, yeah I think that's a, a really good point though about Galladay not being the type of wide receiver that this offense calls for because that you know Wandell Robinson. There was a lot of wide receivers on the board when we picked Wandell Robinson, mm-hmm. and you couldn't think of a wide receiver more different from Kenny Galladay. Yeah, <laughs> him and KT, who they yeah. talk about yeah. are going to be such key pieces in sure. the offense. Exactly. Um, like you know, George Pickens was there. They could they could have drafted him. Who and, was and if my you pick. need a tall guy, yeah. you need that tall guy for the jump ball. Well, then you pay someone very little, like a Colin Johnson, and then you just you use them for those situations, and then you're good. You save that mo- save the money. You know, with your true, it's a, is he a true number one wide out? You're going to use your number one wide out and you can't get him the ball, period. And he yeah. can't, you know, he <laughs> doesn't warrant, he doesn't warrant a double team from anybody. No. Ever. His uh, his upside is, is Plexico with a bullet in his leg. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, you know, I, you know what would be the best thing ever if they could get trade Galladay, get his contract in the books, and then sign Odell. That oh would bring God, that that'd would be, be a dream. Yeah, and and all the boomers in the tri-state area will just their minds disintegrate. Would blow up. Yeah, it would just lose it, blow up. <laughs> we could be we would be able to buy season tickets again. It'd be amazing. Uh huh. Yeah, it's true. They'd be They'd burning season tickets in the street. Yeah, I'd I'd hear it from my dad. He'd give me yeah. some some bull crap about how it's not a good thing, and it's just like man. If Andrew Whitworth believes in you, then I believe in you. That's right. Do you remember those videos of Andrew Whitworth talking to Odell? I mean, that was some uh, really inspiring stuff. Yeah. I loved it. Um, should we move on talk a little defense? I just wanted to, to the highlight uh, the Darius Slayton thing, uh, how they sort of showcased him early on they in the did. game. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, in the, you the, think the, that's the, a trade A trade bait? Yeah. Right that's what I, everyone's saying, right? So what do you guys think? Do you think I, that it, I it's mean, an attempt to you know get something back for Slayton rather than just cutting him? What was it like? Five or six very pretty positive plays. I mean, he—it's all yeah, he needed yeah, to do. Yeah, the game was sweep. Yard screen. The game was sweep. He didn't do anything with it. That seventeen-yard screen again was the best play of the game. I thought um, they throw him one down the sideline. He didn't catch. I mean, what what are you really yeah. showcasing other than that? Exactly what he is. <laughs> when you when you throw him the ball behind the line and like a well-done screen with athletic athletic offensive lineman that he can gain seventeen yards. I mean. There's players like that all over the yeah. league. I'd like to note that Darius Slayton was often pointed to um, by people that supported Dave Gettleman as him, his ability to draft well. And as a late round draft pick, uh, he was a gem. Just mm-hmm. so, yeah. That's, that was the, the, one of the number one things they pointed to. Yeah. I mean, Adriana, you mentioned already that you think, you know, Slayton might be out and Johnson might be in there. Do you definitely think Slayton's out or do you think he does have a shot to make the team? I don't know. I'm kind of torn because the way that Dable talked about him, someone asked like, oh, I noticed that he was in with the ones after being in with the twos and threes all practice. And he said something along the lines of, yeah, you know, we wanted to kind of build his confidence up with that screen and get him in there. He was playing well enough with the twos to put him in. And 
I don't know. I Then I saw the whole thing about the trade bait and I was like, okay, that makes sense. I don't really see anyone trading for him, but I just think if you look, if you're looking only at their practice history and their stats, you would never pick Slayton over someone like Johnson or Richie James. Richie James has probably been one of the most consistent receivers out there. And I just can't imagine that they would pick Slayton over him. And Slayton's deal is only like two million this year. And he's not a special teams guy. Richie James half, is. Yeah. Right. You Even, can't use him for anything else. Uh-huh. Even Robert Foster had a couple plays that looked okay, you know. I mean, I think the depth is there. I don't know if you if you if he's gonna be here or not, but well, I think we Slayton? mentioned before what, what is he like a sixth round pick? Fifth. Fifth. By okay. the way, did you guys see Richie James's hair? <laughs> no. It's, I, it's really bad. He's got those uh it's like purple he's got those on the end. Dookie dookie braids. Oh. Are they braided and, and purple with purple no, tips? He's got those real big uh he's got like four big Oh 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, who did, who we had another wide receiver. He's like in bad brains or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> bad That's brains. Good. Oh man, you know what I forgot to mention earlier? When I was at the zoo today, I saw like a 13-year-old kid with a Pennywise t-shirt on. No, I listened Whoa. to Pennywise this morning. And I was, I was like, running. I was like, not Nice shirt, man. He's like, thanks, bro. I, I saw, you did? I, I you shouted out a 13 year old. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was it was 6.40 in the morning. I'm listening to Fight Till You Die running around my neighborhood. So that's song I listened to when you that were That sounds camp. hilarious. Yeah. Let's jump in, let's jump in the defense, guys. Okay. Um, my favorite part was that Bill Belichick was sad that they blitzed too much. Mm. Mm. I saw that. Awesome. And I felt really bad for him. Yeah. Get out. Bad. But then, but I also was like, I can't believe you have the nerve to say that after you just absolutely destroyed Aaron Robinson every chance you got the ball. Like, come on, we should be turning around and saying, oh, we're really upset that you destroyed our corner that we need to play at an elite level. You picked on our our second guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was getting trounced on. He did not have a good game. Um, that taunting call was BS. Oh, that was, oh yeah. I I was just like, or this is where the league is at now. This is what we're doing. Actually, my favorite part was that the call for unsportsmanlike conduct was the same thing that he did. What? So like, you know, Aaron Robinson went like this and like, look down, I guess, because he looked down at the guy with his arms out. Oh, and he said something though. He's like, I was like, same thing. He clearly said something too. And I think if he didn't say something, maybe he wouldn't have gotten the call. That's what I think. He got torched, and I know that I had, you know, texted you guys earlier in the week that I thought I did see some good stuff out of him. The good things I did see out of him on I, I did rewatch the game earlier today, the condensed version. A lot of the positive things that I that I was seeing was mostly just bad quarterback play. Mm. Um I did like, you know, a couple deflections, and it looked like he was getting back um and correcting some of his mistakes. But I think that was just Brian Hoyer under throwing the ball, giving him time to do so. Uh but yeah, Robinson is going to have a rough time this year if he's getting burned by, you know, Nixon and Wilkins, you know, yeah. guys you never heard of on the Patriots. Well, that's the problem. They were starting seconds and thirds from almost the onset. So mm-hmm. you got your first playing against them and they they're looking mediocre to garbage. That's not a good sign. Um I want to touch on uh, I know we're still talking about defense, but I wanted to say before it got too late, they got to figure out the special teams. Coverage was garbage. Oh. Uh, Awful, you know, awful. Joe Judge was on the other sideline, just being like, "Oh, this is what you get for <laughs> oh, firing me." Because they were so much better teams. with him. Ah. But anyway, kept it, they should have, shouldn't have fired Joe Judge. Yeah. They should have demoted him to special teams coordinator. <laughs> yeah, fixed all these problems. 
Well, they would have been running laps pulling. after that fight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but all I know is when they showed his face, I was just like, oh, God. Stupid face. I don't want to see you again. <laughs> yeah. I hope that's the last time I have to see his face yeah. all year. <laughs> it probably <laughs> will way. be. See to my nightmares. Yeah. Colin. Yeah. Uh, I want to clear some space for you to talk about Darian Beavers. Oh. All right. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Thank you for this. I got you. Because this was the, the one pick that I had coming into the draft that I was started like. Started this game. This started is the guy that game. I wanted. I wanted to pick the guy. We ended up picking the guy. He Can you remind us how big my, he is, Colin? Uh, how big he is? Do you know his height and weight off the top? Uh, he, uh, is he, he's like, what is he, like a 6'5", 230 kind of guy? 6'4", 250. Uh, oh, I forgot he was that much heavier. Wow. Oh, and baby. He's still cover. <laughs> yeah. He's like kind of the old school middle well, I don't know if he can cover. But uh, better than most guys at 250. Sure. But yeah, he was in all of, uh, when we do all the mock drafts from like January on, he was like in all of them. And I, I was pumped to see that we actually got him. Um, and he was ripping it up. He was like blowing up blocks to make tackles like he had a good Antonio game. Pierce yeah. used to yeah. do back in the day. The Giants look like their tackling has just improved in general. The coaching. Yeah, there's I a saw. lot less missed tackles. Yes. Yeah, 100%. And, and just and like I, that gritty stuff. Yeah, you know, um, I also love that, like, I did notice quite a bit of zone blitzing. Kayvon Thibodeau was dropping into coverage, covering tight ends. Well, and I saw, I saw, you know, big fat boy, number 94. I don't know his exact name. Um, no, that, that's his like, name, actually. In the, fourth, in the fourth quarter, <laughs> dropping down and making a tackle in space on, like, a running back in the flat, which, Wink <laughs> Martindale, man. Dude, the, the, he, that mind. he is, like... He, he might be my favorite personality on this team right now. Which, all right, funny, I, I had this conversation over the weekend. I don't know. I was at my mom's uh, upstate, and we somehow got on the topic of the Giants, and I mentioned Wink Martindale, and one of my mom's friends was just like, the game show host? I'm like, wait a second. No, no, yeah, no. That's what I was like, oh, yeah. wow. And I looked him up, and it was like this guy who was a game show host in the 60s, 70s. Yeah, that's who he's named after. From well, I didn't realize guy. that. He used to hey, kiss, because, didn't he kiss all the women on the list? Just because Martindale. <laughs> no, that was uh, Roger Moore. No, what was his name? The Family Feud guy who kissed all the women on the lips is creep. <laughs> Roger Moore is James Bond. Yeah, yeah, Roger Moore is James Bond. <laughs> no, it was something close to that. But oh. no, Wink Martindale, yeah, he was like the host of all those game shows. Yeah, like some rando game shows. Some of them were just like bad. But anyway, love the guy. I I, I think we needed a personality. Richard Dawson, excuse me. Oh, yeah, not far off. Whatever. When was the last time? Even when we had Spagnolo, that wasn't like a large, outsized personality. I don't know if we've ever really had a defensive coordinator besides Bill Belichick Bill. that had like a, a very, uh, and even he didn't have a big personality. Like this is like, I was here. This is like a, a new age for the Giants in terms of having. But a, I mean, do you think the personality is big in the locker room? But you know. Like publicly, is is it a big personality? Well, he he kind of has this for it's a not like Re- it's not like a Rex Ryan. Can I can I ask well, you a question too, Colin? To say what? Go ahead. Does the lizard on the inside of Bill Pelichek's human skin have a good personality? <laughs> 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 He's like an alien lizard, man. Yeah, you're right. That's totally what he is. Um, what, what are we saying right now? Uh, we, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't remember what we were talking about. But we're talking <laughs> about defense. Um, but I do want to ask you guys, like, shout out to Drinksmith. Yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's starting to hit right I now. Finished, I, mean, I finished I finish mine. mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, are you guys at all concerned with what you saw from the secondary? Because you know the pass rush did look better. Um, the tr- it, they look better in the trenches, in my opinion. 
But the way Rink looks like he wants to run this D is that it's going to leave your secondary in an island. Aaron Robinson looks like he's going to need safety help over the top almost mm. every single play. Are you guys worried about at all about this defense? Adriana, what do you think? If, if they're not generating a consistent pass rush, do you think they can be successful? I, I think it's going to be tough. I do think that I, I'm optimistic because there are guys that we have that didn't play. Like, I think when Blake comes back, we didn't even see Leonard Williams. I think that a couple guys like Aziz. that is going to make a big good difference. Aziz. Really good points. I know. I keep forgetting about Aziz. Yeah. So I think having those three guys back is going to make a big difference and is going to help out. Um, I feel like I didn't see a lot from McKinney, and I'm expecting a lot from him this year. And mm. I hope that – you know, maybe he just didn't play a lot of snaps or whatever it is, but um, I definitely want to see him and Julian Love kind of pick it up this year and have a really good, really good year. Well, yeah. we also well, have I'm... to cut down on these these injuries that we keep hearing that are creeping up right now, and it's like yeah. a lot. They only had ten full offensive linemen to play in in uh, practice yesterday or today or wherever it was, yeah. and it's just like I get it. It happens preseason training camp. Like people are getting hurt, but. It's the old, you know, yeah. lead pipe drill again. That's right. That looks like it's creeping out. And I don't know if that's – I mean, I, you can't even predict it. Now, all the teams deal with it, but yeah. it's not good. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think along the same lines as what Adriano was saying was uh, – <clears throat> well, first off, it's one preseason <clears throat> game. But the feeling I get from this defense already, and, and hopefully we do get some assistance on the pass rush from those guys we just mentioned, but I can really see that, that three safety set becoming mm. – one of sort of the base packages there just to, to cover up, you know, the, the inadequacies of our, our I, I, we saw that early. We saw that early. I think I love didn't start the game, but he was on the field. The second play of the game. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be mm-hmm. what we have when to they were on to quite a bit. Yeah. That, that, uh, you know, images or, or uh, vapors of a, a Dion grant just kind of <laughs> coming back in, into play. Like we've talked about too. I mean, with that three safety set. I love that stuff. It's, it's good. It's like almost like another linebacker out there, but that can hover. Yeah. I do think we are going to get Dane Belton back at some point. And he's someone who is having a pretty good camp. So he might have the opportunity to step in and we can see what, what he can do too. What was his injury? Collar. Collar. Broken collar. Oh, okay. He'll be fine then. That's yeah. He didn't need surgery. So I think they said like four to six weeks or something. Eh, No big deal. Mix yeah. in with Andrew Adams and and hopefully get like a three man rotation. Which is there. weird that he's back, isn't it? It's, it's strange. I think that was a good get. Yeah, to get him back. You know, I mean, I don't think he's going to blow anyone's mind, but no. um, he should be able to be serviceable. Hopefully, I mean, they don't yeah. have any money, so yeah, you just have to get what they can. <laughs> Thanks, <have>. Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did sign another corner today. Um, who's young? He's the... only twenty three. Okay. What's this guy's name? So we'll see what he can do. It's it's Elijah. It's from the Bills, I think, right? Mm-hmm. You imagine. Uh, did, 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 did. Wow, it was like the first thing that popped up the last time I looked this up, but of course not. Now it's no. not popping up. Anyway, um, anything else tonight, guys? Um, I I want to shout out uh, a new Dan Duggan out uh album <laughs> article. Uh, he basically does when did, like a- did it when did it drop? It, I think it dropped today. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's on the athletics, so I guess there's that paywall. But uh, he yeah. basically does like a day in the life of Evan Neal, and it's just cool, cool to oh, cool. see. Like basically, he shadows what he does at a typical practice and get his you know 
how he looks and how he feels and, and he talks to him. Uh, what does he have for really breakfast? Wonderful. Like a whole tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's a vegetarian. He, he eats breakfast yeah. at the he, complex. It's two whole chickens in a tree. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I shout that out. It was it was cool to see something like that. Okay. All right. I love we'll that. Sure we'll check stuff. that out. All right, yeah. guys. Thanks for listening tonight. Please don't forget to follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can download, or I'm sorry, download that DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. Follow us, Big BBU Podboys of the Z on Twitter. That drink smith is really doing its work <laughs> on me right now. Oh, boy. Uh, don't forget to check out drinksmith.com. Um, D R Y N X M Y T H for those not watching on YouTube. Um, and thanks again for Adriana to join us. You can follow her on Twitter, NYG Fangirl. Uh, everyone have a good night. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye. Bye.